gentlemen welcome to fresh is the word <laughs> hello i'm your host k fresh this is episode number 19 and today is tuesday february 23rd i usually drop them on a monday but i really haven't been feeling well the past week and yesterday included but then also I went to uh, WWE's Monday Night Raw last night here in Detroit, so I just wanted to put it off a day so I could include my experience going to that into this week's podcast. And boy, dude, it was exciting. I mean, as a whole, it was a good show. They had its, you know, eh moments, little boring moments. Um, But the best part of we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's 40 days away today. And so... Things are starting to shape up now. WWE's, uh, you know, um, last uh, pay per view was on one or on Sunday, uh, Fastlane. It was a good pay per view. Uh, the Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens match was awesome. Uh, the AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho match was awesome. But as a whole, nothing really. Everything was expected. There really wasn't nothing, any shockers. Uh, Roman Reigns won the Triple Threat match against Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar to become the number one contender to go against Triple H at WrestleMania for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So last night was the, sort of the fallout of Fastlane, and it went off to a amazing start. They were giving out the Vincent J. McMahon Legacy Award. So, you know, Vince came down to the ring to present it, and he presented it to his daughter, Stephanie McMahon. And it was like, no shit. It was going to be somebody like Vince. It was going to be someone like Stephanie or Triple H. It was going to be some sort of uh, nepotism. Holy shit. Okay, whatever. But in the middle of her accepting the award, biggest shocker of 2016 thus far, the return of Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon, Vince's, Vince's son, Stephanie's brother. He hasn't been on TV in years. And he comes down to the ring, interrupts, says he has something. He pretty much is saying that he has something over Vince. He helped him out a few years ago to get him out of a real big jam. And he has something over. And what he wants in the end is control over Monday Night Raw. And pretty much when you have control over Monday Night Raw, you have control over the whole company. So Vince's reply was, he can have control if he wins one match at one time. And the match that he books, he presents to Shane McMahon is Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker in a hell in a cell at WrestleMania. Whoa, dude. I don't even know what to think about it. I don't I didn't know what I, I mean I'm live in attendance with a couple of my boys and we're like, we have no idea what just happened there. We're like Holy shit, dude, what just happened? Like, oh, that, crazy, yo, like, oh my goodness. So, that is going to be one of the matches at WrestleMania 40 Days. Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. If Shane 
wins, he gets control over Monday Night Raw. If Vince, if uh, Undertaker wins, I don't think they said what would happen. If uh, I think, I don't know what it what what happens if Undertaker. I don't think that was really, really decided yet. But Vince gets something. But the rest of the show was pretty good. It was it was a good it was a good study. There wasn't a lot of of you know. There's nothing revealing. New Day came out in a six-man tag against the Lucha Dragons and Neville. They didn't even cut a promo. I was I was disappointed on that. Kevin Owens wasn't even on the show. Really disappointed on that. Um, another thing that was revealed is that Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks will go against each other to find out who the number one contender is to go against Charlotte at WrestleMania. My 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 vision is something's gonna go on in that uh in that match between Sasha and Becky and they're both going to win or something so they're both going to going to face Charlotte at WrestleMania in a triple threat match. But I would also love it to be a one-on-one match. I don't know. We'll see what's going on, but super exciting things going on um on the road to WrestleMania cuz cuz come Sunday we didn't know what was going to go on in WrestleMania. There's really there was only one match pretty much booked. After Fastlane, and that was after Roman Reigns won, again, so he'd be facing Triple H at WrestleMania. So awesome! We got a few. We have. We got, we're starting to you know pave the way to get to WrestleMania now. Uh, other big news: something you know everybody in the wrestling world already kind of knew, but they but the WWE made it official on Sunday. It is the official signing of Japan's Shinsuke Nakamura? to WWE NXT. He'll be uh coming there on WrestleMania weekend. He'll be uh he'll be uh perform he'll be uh you know booked for a match at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Um and you know the what we what we've already known is he's gonna be going against Sami Zayn, which that's gonna be woo crazy. So you know welcome to the WWE Shinsuke Nakamura. I can't wait to see you I, Dude, I'm just fantasy booking everybody that I want to see him go against right now. It's, it's like the same thing when AJ Styles came. Like, oh my god, oh, who, who, who can we see? And one thing, one thing that's very disappointing is with the retirement of Daniel Bryan, we won't see a Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura match. And that was one of the reasons why Nakamura came to WWE because he wanted to have a match with Daniel Bryan. So. That's a bit of a disappointment. So, you know, eh, what can you do? On some music news, I want to touch upon something that I talked about last week. It was in regards to the quote-unquote, you know, feud between House Shoes and Maureen, Ma Duke, and the whole J. Dilla Foundation. Okay, since then, some things have come out. Not even about the feud, but just about the whole thing in general. Uh, since then, House Shoes has also uh, released the final edition of his King James mix, which is a mix of original Dilla samples that he used to create his beats. And he's getting a lot of great press on that. But the other thing is uh, Mass Appeal Records, which is the label that that uh, Nas started just announced the release of 
the the diary, the the album, an album of Jay Dilla's music that he put together for his his major label solo release back in 2002 on MCA Records. Um, a lot of the stuff is leaked on the internet already, but these are like final versions, whatnot. And this is the actual stuff that he would actually want to come out, you know. So that's coming out in April. But the thing is, is back then, House Shoes sold two beats to, to, to Della for that album. And I know they at least recorded one. And that one, it's called The Introduction, is actually the single that they're promoting the album with. And it's it's awesome. And it's great. You can go online and check it out. It's called The Introduction. And the thing, and he's getting a lot of great press about that. The thing is, and this is coming from, from my total wrestling mind state. You know, this is coming from a wrestling sort of thinking. That after that 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 article that interview that hip hop dx dropped with the interview with uh, Ma Dukes it it kind of especially with its timing but it also with the good press that how shoes is getting with uh, that single and with that mix is actually making how shoes look better because in that interview Ma Dukes was actually questioning how close a friends how shoes and Dilla were in in real life when he was still alive. I f- and just and follow me right now. Just just follow me right now. Let's t- let's go back to two thousand and two. This is a time when house shoes was just pretty much a thing here in Detroit. At that time, I don't think he's ever did he ever did a DJ gig outside of Detroit. He was a big name here, but he didn't really go outside of Detroit at all I don't think he ever did and for someone like Dilla to actually purchase two beats for a major label record that's going to have major label talent on on it like people rap like he was going to get you know certain amount of certain major label rappers to rap on it and to have all the talent that we already have in Detroit to pick house shoes to to get a couple beats for has to say that you have a certain amount of respect and friendship for that person. So I don't, I think it's wrong to question. I think it, it just came out wrong to question how she was his actual friendship when he, when Jay was still alive. And I feel like when it comes down to it, the way that that article was executed, when it uh, actually was published, in comparison to the good press that House Shoes has been getting with that the mix and the single for that album is actually making House Shoes look better and making making Hip Hop DX and the whole Jadel Foundation look a bit petty at this point. Because this is like old shit. It's been over a year, a year and a half since like Shoes said the bad comments that he said. And he did things to try to apologize and make up and you're bringing up old shit are you going to continue to bring up old shit so i just feel like at this time and the fact that how shoes didn't he he made little little comments about it on his twitter about the article but he didn't go into it and anytime he wanted to be interviewed about it he just declined and he's only been wanting to interview 
about his music, his street corner music label, and the artist that he is rapping on there, is putting out there. That's all he wants to talk about, which is good. And I feel like when it comes down to it, it made him look good. And this is not, I'm not picking sides, but just the way it's it's looking right now, how shoes came came out looking better in regards to this. And I feel like that interview and that article backfired. So hopefully we can all just get past this now. I don't know what else there is to talk about in regards to the whole Dilla legacy and who said what and who said who. There's nothing really much more to talk about, you know. So let's just put this put things to rest. Try to move on. And if anybody wants to apologize to anybody else at this point, try to mend fences. Let's start going there because this shit got just continues to get petty. So here there. Okay, for this week's episode, I have a really cool band that I interviewed. Um, they're not a household name yet, but they're a Metro Detroit, like, more like indie alternative band. They go by the name of Stories Untold. They are a super cool group of, you know, guys. They, uh, I was, uh, their music, you know, this band was kind of brought forth to me by a friend of mine, and... I was like, all right, they sound pretty cool. And getting to hang out with them, they're just like a really hardworking, cool band. Um, recently, they had a headlining show at the Crowfoot in Pontiac. And amazing turnout. Amazing turnout. Such a good vibe. Uh, everybody was just having fun. It was, it was cool just to shoot the shit with, you know, with the band members. And with just everybody there, you know. They're all young kids. They're all 21 right now. Um, they have a... They just uh, finished uh, working on an album that's going to be out um, this spring. And it sounds really good. I got to hear it. It sounds really good. If you're, like, into, like, sort of music of, like, Taking Back Sunday, that's the type of, you know, that's the type of thing that they're on. Um, it was The show was just really awesome. Even the even everybody that opened up were, like, really good bands. Uh, like, there's this band called uh, Rumors and the Banshee Pilot and... Um, what was the other one? There's Shapes and Colors. They were all, you know, all really good bands. And it was just a fun show start to finish, you know. And I got to hang, and before all this, I got to hang out with them. We did an interview, and it was just a really fun interview, man. They're really cool kids. We just talked about, you know, how they got into music and, you know, working on the album, how they got better as a band. And it was, it was just cool. It was just a cool time ahead so definitely check out for these kids are really good they're really good peoples uh so let's get to the interview with stories untold i didn't even realize that until recently i was um i was interviewing like um like kids outside the like twisted show at uh the majestic and I bring it out, and like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's just a... I had something different in mind. I was thinking, like, a futuristic sex toy. Alright. <laughs> wow. You guys, uh, I don't you guys, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Alright, uh, introduce yourselves. Alright, well, I'm Jake. I'm Brennan. I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. Awesome. 
So how did this band start? Oh, that's Jake. All right. Well, <laughs> interesting enough. <clears throat> sorry. <coughs> so, <laughs> still, yeah. Anyway, when um, we had uh, our old bass player Alex in the band, he left the Navy. Um, but back when we were first um, doing our first semester in college, like him and I, we wanted to do um, a movie. You know, like a post-apocalyptic movie. So. We had no idea what we we're doing. We we're just like, hey, you know, we're gearing towards the end of our semester. Let's just start doing this. Okay. So we started doing, you know, getting everything going. We write, like, you know, a short script. And, you know, we're using, like, our phone cameras and stuff to, you know, record, you know, what scenes we have written. And yeah. we go take it back. We start editing it. And like, hey, we need some music for this. So, um, you know, we're like, hey, Tim, we need you to come over because he was, like, the only guitar player we knew at the time. And like, hey, Tim, you need to come over and write really creepy music for us. Okay. You know, like, we had no idea what we were doing. Like, we had no idea how to record any of it. I think we recorded it on our phones. But, you know, we just started doing that. And, like, he comes over. Like, you know, it'd be really cool if we got, like, some drums and stuff to this. And, you know, um, I hopped on drum kit for a little while and started doing that. And eventually we just got um, Brennan to come over and do it. And, uh, well, we ended up, you know, we ended up writing, like, this really terrible song oh. <laughs> the most awful thing you've ever heard yeah um because none of us have been in a band before you know we just started doing it you know we're trying to write you know the music for this movie and then like one time when we all come over and trying to write I'm like hey guys you know i want to try you know playing a song you know like okay what song you know and um you know i came up with some lyrics and you know my own guitar part you know i you know play guitar here and there and uh you know start playing it for them we all you know just started writing together we got um uh Brennan to come over play drums um our old bass player you know he learned bass you know I think he bought a bass at the time yeah. just so he could play it mm -hmm. um and Kevin he wasn't even in the band at this point no. but um you know we just started playing like that and eventually we wrote enough songs we went through probably about 10 different band names in the course of like two weeks um <laughs> what were some of the what were some of the uh, uh, oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, um, we had befriend the giant that uh, was one of them someone someone familiar um fetus the snail fetus comma the snail yeah. all right and then that switched that switched into i have diabetes and you see my middle name on facebook is betus so we went from fetus the snail to beat us the frail. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we had a lot of... That's uh, the first I've heard uh, that one. Yeah. Uh, the fail. <laughs> so, we... And, you know, that's basically how we got started, you know. Um, we went through a lot of changes. I mean, we were... At one point, we were a six-piece. And, you yeah. know, we all went, you know, had different things in mind, you know. Um, Alex went into the Navy. We went through a couple seniors, and we got to the point where it's like, hey, we just wanted to be us. So we got to the point where it's just us four, and, you know, for a while now we've been taking everything a lot more seriously and writing more, you know, music we want to write. You know, our um, music style's gotten a lot better. We've gotten a lot better musicians. Like, I just picked up guitar so I could play. Um, you know, I don't think Kevin – well, you, you played a little bit yeah. before that. Yeah. Kevin started out playing keys for us, um, filling in. And screaming. Yeah, and screaming. He was originally a screamer. Uh, <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that back, was fun. Back in the icy stars days, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we may or may not have done a couple uh, terrible, terrible covers that will never be released. But I think one of them, one of the very first things we did was um, ask, asking Alexandria. 
Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> a candlelit dinner with Inamorta. I remember that. that, that <laughs> and um, you know, that was like I think the very start of us trying to sound heavy. And I don't know. I mean, we just kind of kept like trying to, you know, for the first while write, you know, heavy music. Except we yeah. weren't really good at it. You know, so that, like eventually we found our niche, and we still have a little bit of like a post-hardcore influence in our music, and still like you know jamming those heavy songs, but being able to do it in a different way. You yeah, know? yeah, right. I, I, when we go to those heavy shows, I just every time I'm like, I don't understand how to write this music. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, but that's, I'm like, I like this chord. It sounds happier. It sounds sad. I'm like, I don't. I don't get that. I'm like, I don't know how, where the scale is for that or anything. I'm like, <laughs> like I know there's a lot of opens and ones, but that's all I understand. I guess as far as the band goes, I mean, I think the reason that we were able to stay together and keep doing this is like I've been best friends with Kevin since first grade, and yeah. then you know, yeah, I was gonna ask like, how did you guys all kind of meet? High like school, before, you know, outside of the band. Yeah, I met all of them in high school. They knew each other in middle yeah, school. Yeah, uh, Jake and I, we were in a percussion ensemble all throughout middle school and high school. So, we've been dealing with music for a big part of our lives, but never in like the form of a band. rock band, for lack yeah. of a better term. So, that's how I met Jake. Then Brennan met him what like first or second grade we had the six yeah we had the same exact bully so we were like oh (laughs) (laughs) you're not mean to me we can be friends we got beat up up together like oh he's bullying me friends forever that's awesome like yeah i live with tim now i think that's really why it worked i mean we were hanging out with each other on the weekends regardless but I don't know, we just got sick of, like, doing nothing. We, like, we wanted to build something. We wanted to do mm-hmm. something with our time that was constructive. And even when we didn't want to make a career out of this, we just always had that drive just to, you know, be better. We, I, we asked ourselves every single time. We released a song, and we're like, well, how do we do it better? Like, what's the next step, you know? Yeah. And it took a while to kind of figure out our path, but, I, you know, I think things are going pretty well now. I'm really happy with where we're headed. It, it was like... You know, when we started, we were just doing it for fun, obviously. And, like, we started booking more shows, and we, it was fun playing the shows. But, like, it just seemed like there was, there had to be more to it. Because, for some reason, we still wanted to play the shows, but, like, we wanted more people to actually see us. You know, we didn't want to be one of those cover bands that right. went and played a show to, like, 20 people every night, you know. And we didn't want to close down bars, either. Right. And nobody wants to see uh People playing instruments at two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like. That's what I like these days. Like, people are getting a little bit smarter and having the earlier shows. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that. I come from a hip hop background, so oh, my local hip hop shows would be running to two. And then oh, like, oh. Always late. Oh, so. Yeah, like some of the local shows will run until like one in the morning, and I'm just like, I. It's so late. I gotta go home. Like, I got work at six. What's happening here? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anybody playing an instrument or singing or rapping like after midnight. <laughs> like you can just play other people's music at that point. Like, you can have a DJ or something, man. After oh, yeah. that, I don't want to hear anybody doing any sort of musicmanship at all yeah. after midnight. Yeah, I mean that's that's times there's different things going on then, you know. <laughs> It's loud. <laughs> the volume keeps going up. Everybody keeps losing their hearing. So as the night goes on, 
bars get louder throughout the, the bar gets louder. <laughs> well, how old are you guys right now? We're all 21. Oh, man, y'all are so young. <laughs> We're babies. 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 Yeah. I, yeah guess who's the youngest? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Just try it. Just try it. Oh, oh. Dude, that is so hard. <laughs> I'll say him. Mm, second youngest. Second youngest. He's the youngest. I'm the youngest. Okay. Yeah. He he likes the oldest. <laughs> He's actually the oldest. He's the oldest. Yeah. He has the most facial hair out of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is all I can do, by the way. That's about it. Don't give up hope. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I couldn't do all this and do this, you know. Now I got this beard coming down. Just, this this is the first time I've actually tried to grow a beard this long in my life. I can't believe it's it's this long now. Like it's a dream. You you're keeping the dream alive for us. <laughs> yeah. but I have hope that one day I will be able to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're you know you're you're no longer teenagers doesn't mean there's no hope. There's there might be hope that you could have facial hair one of these days. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're not catching up. <laughs> just just wait. Just wait. Just it'll, it'll just come out of nowhere. You'll wake up one morning like Timo. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's weird because my cousin's 16 and he has a bigger beard than I do. It happens, some, it, man, because it happens it's... like that. You'll, you'll see that like 12-year-old that has like a porn stash. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know who he's hanging out with. I'm like, no. this, this is well, what's in your food? Yeah, like, like, that's the funniest thing is like imagine like before your first shave. Like when you realize that you had facial hair, just a little bit, how long you were walking around with it on your face before you realized it? <laughs> I had that pedal stash for way too long. <laughs> I remember, like, uh, my dad was like, "You should shave that thing," and I'm like, "What thing?" And I was like, "Eventually, it just it was like, okay, <laughs> I see what you're talking about now." <laughs> I didn't notice it. I didn't think I had any hair there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just stuff you don't think about. You could have been walking around with that like all, of, all of like sophomore year. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Ew." Exactly. And I wondered why no girls would talk to me. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> why did I never get laid in high school? Makes sense. You see that thing above his lip? <laughs> it's a porn stash. That's the greatest part of it. That should get you laid, right? Logically. Maybe. No, I, I think logically, <laughs> right? Logically, I don't think that happens. It's just something that you have. If you're what? In, porn's if, not real. That's not how the situation goes. <laughs> the pizza guy doesn't just come to the door and then you know it escalates from there. <laughs> exactly. Come on the door. <laughs> to 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 truly have a porn stash, you gotta be in porn. But if you're not in porn, and you're just creepy. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. You're like Uncle Lester. I think, can we agree on that? Is that common ground? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I'm glad we solved this. Case yeah. closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, okay, so once you're, you know, kind of solidifying this band and just kind of trying to figure out where you want to go with it, you know, what was some sort of, like, the musical influences that you had that kind of pointed you just creatively in the direction that you're in? 
We just go yeah, around the circle. For sure. Um, well, I know, like, just kind of, like, to start off, you know, that answer is we all, you know, grab influences from different places. Um, A lot like, of different places. Like, you know, Kevin and I are into totally different music. Yeah. Like, him and I do not listen to the same stuff at all. They're, but they're the main writers of the band as okay. well. We um, managed to take, you know, aspects from different um, genres and just kind of pull it together. Like, you know, I know, for example, when I'm writing, you know, I'll listen to, you know, one band one day. Like, okay, you know, I kind of like this part. You know, listen to what I wrote. Eh, some, you know, something needs some more work. Listen to another band. It's like, you know, one day I'll listen to a day to remember, write to that. Next day I'll write to, like, I don't know. I'll take something from Mozart or Brian Tyler. You know, and be like, hey, you know, this kind of, you know, feels cool. Like, this type of melody is cool. And I'll, I'll write to that. And, um, you know, like, I'll just, you know, I, I like, you know, all sorts of music. Like, you know, post-hardcore. Um, surprisingly, I like classical music a lot. Like, ambient music. Um, and, you know, I, you know, we can all kind of get on board with, like, Taking Back Sunday and Brand New as well. That's something we all share in common. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I kind of have, like, a more post-emo genre like personally that i kind of like drive from a lot um i know brennan's a little bit different what you know for his style of drumming um what do you take from yeah so for me i, I, I was going to try to give an example but i figured you should answer that <laughs> yeah. so, so for me like the the first two bands in my life i listened to were like our lady peace and the beatles and then as far as drumming when i got the kit it was uh I was in high school and it was immediately like um incubus muse billy talent kind of like a lot of alt rock, and then um, eventually just kind of shifted. I always challenged myself, so I dug through some metalcore because that was really tough for a while for me to figure out, you know, all the breakdowns and stuff, but lately it's just been kind of into more um, just like technical stuff, kind of like Circus Survive, uh, Hail the Sun, that sort of thing, but I really, I enjoy jamming to pretty much all genres of music, and as far as kind of like what influences me, like, yeah, like Taking Back Sunday and brand new, I think, are a couple bands that, you know, if you dig those bands, I think you kind of dig the stuff that we're laying down. And um, for my drumming style as well, I'm just really, uh, <laughs> dig what we're laying down, just slipping it in there, just check it out. Slipping on there. Yeah. Yeah. They caught me slipping. Dude, that, I'm like taking a drink and that's I, know. <laughs> I knew you, I knew you guys were gonna say something about when you said that. But anyways, uh, that's like the, the last thing I want to mention. As far as like my drumming style and stuff, it's uh, I was never formally trained on the drums, but my dad's been playing for 30 years, and you know I'm wearing his necklace right now. He's a huge influence on me, and uh, I just I play with like passion. Like I feel it, and I've collabed with Jake a lot. I've collabed with everybody here a lot, and it's just kind of whenever they're playing guitar chords and there's a solid vocal hook where it's just pushing, I always just try to accent that, and you know just. I kind of I don't really lead too much on the drums, but I just try to match everything that's going on and just kind of keep everything cohesive. So that's kind of I guess my drumming style. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's got an interesting style. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to it, it, he likes to follow a lot of stuff, but it, at the same time he takes something and it, like he follows, but he goes away from it at the same time. It's weird. But for me lately, what uh, a lot of influence I've been finding is like I'll watch like TV shows and movies and I'll listen to scores and the music that's playing on the TV show and like the motion that is being displayed on the show yeah. itself. And I draw influence from that as to how it would impact other people and like the notes that are being played, the way that the like the vocals are being sung and stuff like that. But that's what I've been doing lately. What mostly my influence just came from like a, 
Honestly, I like Guitar Hero and Rock Band were the reason I started playing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. I, I'm not ashamed to say that either. <laughs> That's such like a this generation sort of thing. It's <laughs> so true. And it's like Guitar Hero 2, man. Sweet child of mine. And I was like, you know, I like this song. I'm going to learn it on real guitar. So I did. I didn't. It was hard. <laughs> um, and... You know, I started playing, and I didn't really get to play with anyone else. I mean, like, I played with him a little bit in high school every now and again, and then, you know, we started the band after, but, like, I was in a half a semester of jazz band, or a full semester. Half, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, full semester. Half a year. Half a year of jazz band and senior year, and they had already gone over scales and everything, so I just had to learn on the fly basically and i i didn't know anything <laughs> but uh that's basically where i learned like my lead style from and so like i i like to listen to a lot of like indie folk too that's like one of my favorite genres of music and then uh yeah i'll listen to almost anything though he, he shows me a lot of stuff like some days i'll just come home listen to like the ghettoist rap and i'll just be like <laughs> I don't understand how this happened, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. I love I love doing drums to like you know some like just rap tracks. It's just a blast. But oh hell yeah. Yeah, and then I grew up listening to a lot of like Weezer, Death Cab. Uh, Brendan mentioned our lead piece. That was like yeah. the family band. Just everyone in my family loved our lead piece, so I was always jamming to that. Uh, and then, like, as I got older, I started listening to, like, Sum 41, Blink-182, uh, dipped into, like, Taking Back Sunday, and then Brand New, as they said. And then, more recently, I've kind of dipped into, like, more, uh, like, indie rock, stuff like that. Uh, my favorite band, From Indie Lakes, I pull a lot of, yeah, everyone's looking at me now, because they know. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, okay. But, yeah, From Indie Lakes, I, they are, like, a huge inspiration to me. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of looks from everyone because they just know From Indian Lakes is my band. Dude, From yeah. Indian Lakes is life, man. Yeah. No, so yeah, the, everyone should check out From Indian Lakes. I'm yeah, just gonna no, promote. This, 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 <laughs> this is from their actual font themselves. That's the, yeah. the A in the font, yeah. right? It's oh, actually okay. from Indian Lakes. Yeah, I had um, to go to Indian Lakes <laughs> to get it. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> Anyways, put them boom bitch. Yeah, but then, like, we all have, like, totally different influences, and then it just, like, comes together, and then it just, it's what we are. You blend all the ideas together, and somehow, some, sometimes it works. Now, <laughs> some, some, like, some of the other times, you're just like, well, why are you trying to throw, like, a flute sample over the top of this metal core guitar part right now? What is happening? And it's like, just, let, I feel just, like just it. let me try it. Just, <laughs> you never know. And yeah, but like, I'd say definitely because like the first concert that I think we all went to together was Sum 41 for the Friday Bitches Ball when they played it the film right. yeah, it at Fillmore. Yeah, for free. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> after that, you know, like, that was, I think that was like the moment that we all started hanging out. After that, like I'd hung out with him, but I didn't really hang out with him 
Yeah, I never really hung out with Tim too much. I'd actually bully him in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you bastard. What happened he, is he bullied him, too. And he, did, he, he wasn't the nicest to Kevin. I bullied everybody in the band, and I, and I still do. <laughs> so, I had other friends in high school, and then they started hanging out with him. So then him and all of what were my friends started making fun of me. So then I was like, you know... I'm not going to hang out with these people anymore. So then I was by myself for like a little bit. Aww. <laughs> and then I found Kevin. <laughs> and, then, story. And, then, and then I found Kevin. Aww. Uh, the <laughs> I love how we're talking about high school right now. <laughs> I'm like, why? It's the origin. It's the origin <laughs> of how this happened. That's true, yeah. It's about you. It's about it's about you being a douchebag and causing us to be friends somehow. I don't get how that works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why they're in a band with me. I don't know. Why they're <laughs> I, 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 I just like that question every day. You're, you're kind of like, I guess, maybe like the stifler of the group or something. Maybe you, <laughs> maybe you rule by power. <laughs> something like that. You rule by power. We're just subconsciously, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to kick me out if I quit. <laughs> you guys are all his cronies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like, um,. When you guys are, you know, just working on music, writing music, you know, what's sort of the process, you know, how do you guys kind of bounce ideas off each other? Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, I know Kevin and I are the primary songwriters. I know um, all the lyrics that we have have been written by either me or him. Um, and I know the writing process is different. Um, <laughs> the writing process is different, you know, from what I do, from what he does, but... For the most part, you know, I'll sit there and I'll write the lyrics, and um, you know, it's obvious. You know, I, I want to hear how the songs. Like I can hear it in my head, so you know, I'll write out a guitar part for it, um, and I'll just kind of get like a general idea. Um, you know, basically play a guitar part throughout the whole song. You know, basically get the chord structure, um, and then I'll bring it forward. Um, you know, and then we'll just go from there. You know, um, a few of the songs been written a little bit differently as well. I mean, when I was able to have access to like you know um, sound programming like um, Logic. I um, wrote out quite a bit of the songs um, for a couple of them, and you know we were able to do some cool stuff with some MIDI parts, and um, it just made you know the, those few songs really unique, you know. Um, so, and you know, then of course you know bring it together, and obvi obviously everybody will like add their own parts, um, you know, add their own flair, um, add their own style. And sometimes we'll completely like take a song, take that whole second half of it. They'll tell me they hate it, and we'll just completely rewrite it. And I'll be like, damn, that breaks my heart. But we'll do it anyway. And, you know, there's a lot of tension and a lot of twisting and pulling, but somehow we'll manage to collaborate and get this song written. It's usually me. It's, it's, usually it's, usually him. it's usually him. But, I mean, it's okay because, you know, without that, I mean, there's, I mean, if I'm sitting there and, you know, I write the entire song out, it's going to turn out, you know, like garbage. You know, it's just going to be me. You know, there's not going to be a band. It, it, it's it's got to be all of us. So we all take our own parts. You know, we all, like, hey, this is cool. Hey, this isn't cool. Um, you know, let's rewrite it. Let's, this is all right, but it's missing something, you know. So, I mean, basically, we'll just start from the bottom and just build up and take it part by part, see what we like, see what we don't like. I mean, sometimes, I mean, there's been a few instances where I bring a song to the table and, like, yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so I, Kevin, you have a song, <laughs> and you know, I'll, you know, I'll be like, 
I'll be, I'll be pushing for it for a few weeks. Like, guys, let's go to this song. Yeah, but let's let's do this song first. Let, let's do this one first. So then we'll get to that, 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 that at, the, at, the end, at the end of practice. Okay. He's found out our ways, guys. Uh-oh. Oh, he's to us. I've, I've been well aware. Uh-oh. Um, he looks but, at me too. Oh, I look at you every time. Um, but, but I mean, you know, it, it's necessary. I mean, it, as as much as like sometimes we want to like beat the living hell out of each other at practice. I mean, without that, you know, <laughs> we um, you know, it, it's you know the um different directions like how we all have different influences is what makes us you know obviously we don't hate each other you know we don't you know after practice after all said and done after the writing it's like you know we're all best friends at the end of the day you know mm-hmm. nothing's going to change that and you know um we're able to take all these differences and lately it's been you know a lot easier now that we're finally getting into our niche finally getting into our sound we all kind of feel each other a lot more mm-hmm. um so it's been a lot easier lately and a lot you know smoother but that's essentially how I write. Um, Kevin does it. Yeah, mine, I do like the exact opposite from Jake. Like, I will just lock myself in my room and, like, throw my phone away, turn it off, and then just start writing on guitar and sort of write the whole entire song on guitar and without any lyrics or any kind of idea of what I want to do with it. I just write the guitar parts down. And then sort of just based off of like whatever scale I write in or the feel of the song, that's kind of how I pull lyrics to it from experiences in my life and sort of build it up, record it on my phone with just the lyrics and the guitar part and then bring it to the band and then just do whatever with it. Just let them have a, a ball with it. And a ball? A ball. <laughs> and go from there. Have a ball. Yeah, I think uh, a talking ball. <laughs> Have a ball. How old are you? Can I get the, can I get the talking ball? Um, talking pillow. Talking pillow. Yeah, so anyways. Um, what are we in the 20s or 30s now? <laughs> so with, uh, with Jake's style, I think what's interesting with, I mean, with both of their songwriting styles, it's interesting because we all get a chance to express ourselves. And since we have all these different influences and we have a lot of roots in kind of that, uh, you know, like 2000s, kind of like post-emo, kind of pop punk, we also have all these weird indie influences and some maybe some like ghetto rap influences and who knows what else so i think it's like something familiar enough where people that are comfortable with that will enjoy it but also something different enough where it's like hey you know like they enjoy that new aspect as well and it's weird with kevin's style like with jake's style of songwriting very rarely do i keep um any drum part ideas that he has for me like every now and then but versus kevin's like me and him kind of collaborate on drum parts and he's actually written for um his songs he's written some of his drum parts for me that have stuck, which is, you know, kind of interesting, I think. And then in general, you know, like songwriting, it's something we've been doing since the start, you know, and we've probably written like a good, what, 30, 40 songs? Oh, yeah. Legit, yeah, that. if that. And so there's so many that have been axed, and granted, a lot of them were when we were fresh songwriters, and that's just part of the process, but even when we were working on the new material like for what we're getting ready to launch, um, there were still countless songs that we had to drop, you know, it's terrible and it's like I love this song so much but the other three just aren't feeling it and it's just like oh I'm sure Jake's had that frustration too because he definitely has written most of the songs and there's some songs that he's like I love this song this song is amazing we're gonna play this song forever and then we're just like yeah I know I, I know a few examples too I know exactly it sucks <laughs> it sucks it sucks like I feel bad but I'm like I just don't feel this song it's just not what I want out of this and yeah but I think what's left and done you know like I can say with what we're getting ready to release, I every song in this album, we all love. Like, would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. 
and they're all unique. I think that's the most valuable thing. I mean, it's worth scrapping songs. It's worth spending hundreds and hundreds of hours, and yeah, you just need that. You wanted to kill each other, almost, <laughs> yeah. almost every night. Tim, Tim killed me three times. <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, do you have anything to mention about songwriting, Tim? Um, I think it's really interesting because, you know, he listens to, like, classical and orchestral pieces, and that's where, like, most of, like, most of his songs are where the samples come in. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how he can draw influence like that because he can layer, like, a cello or uh, violin samples with, like, the guitar, and it just sounds really cool, and it's different, in my opinion. Like, we have that one song, and uh, it, you'll hear it eventually. And there's, it's like, <laughs> it's very upbeat orchestral hits over yeah. guitar at one point, and it sounds really cool, in my opinion. But I think that's, like, very interesting way for, like, both of these two to write. I think, I don't think it's really uh, ordinary, I guess. Like, most people probably collab with all, like, everyone together. And we do do that. So, like, we come to practice. At full, like, because we used to, when we were writing, we'd jot down what we liked about songs, what we didn't like about songs, and we'd come together with our lists and talk about it before we wrote. And we'd go and take part by part by part. And it was very strenuous, but the product is way better than anything, like, that would have yeah. happened if we just decided. Well, I mean, we like what the one person's saying, but... The rest of the people don't feel it, but it's your song, so keep it, you know. And I think it's valuable that all of us collab in the way we do. And back to the, uh, you were mentioning like the orchestral parts, and this kind of relates back to the cinematic parts as well. Like, I mean, I just think the future is a lot of things that people aren't even aware of what's going on yet. But I mean, I feel comfortable saying that we would return to that cinematic element. I mean, it all started trying to make a movie. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think. We have some huge stuff in store. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah we're gonna bring out the cinematic side, I guess. Oh yeah. How how long after you guys you know really started writing songs did you guys feel like it was just it was finally starting the gel between all you guys and you guys were finding a groove? It took a while. It took it took yeah. a while just because um, we had our single out. But then after that, we just played shows and we didn't really write at all for a few months there. Mm -hmm. So then, when we took when it was time to start writing, you know, it was like starting completely over. I I feel like it took at least a month and a half, two months to get in the groove. Yeah, I mean, basically what happened was last year we took a break for about three months, um, and we took that time just to write. I mean, we've all we had always been writing, but. We took a break from shows. We're kind of like, we need to restructure and figure our stuff out and, you know, kind of find our sound. And at that point, we had been a band for almost two years. So, I mean, writing for two years, but we were just always so busy with, like, you know, trying to afford getting, you know, the gear that we needed to play out live and the time that it spent to play out live and selling tickets and getting people out to the shows. And so we're like, let's just focus on just the music. We do that for a while and then, you know, get the good songs and everything else should come from there. And so... I think that was really when I think we started writing, you know, finding our sound. And I think some of my favorite songs uh, that we have, I think were written that last year, you know, about this time last year. Do you guys remember that? Around one track in there. And then it was when we started coming back for our shows, we're like, let's get our, our live set as tight as possible. 
Yeah. And we started taking that really seriously. And that's kind of when we also decided, hey, like, let's make a career out of this. And so. By the amount of effort and the time we were putting in, we figured it was worth it. And so that's when I think we kind of all kind of started actually collaborating pretty effectively there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, in terms of your, you know, the live shows, um, how long did, you know, how long did it take to kind of like solidify, you know, a feeling between you guys when you um, kind of gelling on stage even? For a long while, we were just like kind of stood there awkwardly. On we didn't know. We didn't know what it was like. What we were supposed to be doing as a band, basically. Yeah, we were just like. I mean, Jake and I, like I said, we're in percussion ensemble. You're not like when you're in there with like the whole band orchestra. You're not like back there like jamming out or anything. Like you got to be back there like standing straight up, like basically like a robot. So. Yeah, so, like, switching over to, like, actually, like, a live band, it was a kind of a long transition, at least for me. Mm -hmm. Getting, like... Especially getting out of your own shell. Yeah, and, like, feeling the music, not just, like, trying to play it so perfectly, but actually, like, feeling it on the inside. It, it took a while. sassy hair flips. Yeah, the sassy, sassy hair, hair flips. flips. It took a while. I, I sat in my basement practicing those for, like, 20-plus hours. <laughs> uh, so I mean, we got we got the the music video coming out next week. Be prepared. Um, we want everybody to count how many sassy hair flips Kevin does in the video. It's gonna be part of our social media. Yeah. <laughs> First person to get it right, we'll send you a sticker or something. <laughs> that is great. Oh my. <laughs> Or like you'll have like a, you know those like pictures where it's like the motion, like you like you keep the flash oh, right? yeah, yeah, open yeah. and it's a motion. It'd just be like a motion of like him going like <laughs> in his hair, hair flips everywhere. He's pulling, hair he's channeling, uncombed, man. channeling the inner Willow Smith, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dylan, did you hear that one? Oh, I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, hair, hair flips uncombed. <laughs> That's the name of the new band. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't even play instruments. We just flip our hair. It's, it's, a, it's a side project. <laughs> we just do vocal notes. I won't say it on the air. I'll record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. When you guys are, you know, performing live, you know, kind of what's going on in you guys' heads when you're up there, just you know, playing. We can go on a do I look again? good? Do I like pie? <laughs> like, no. Um, I mean, there, a lot of it, like, I'm still trying to work it out personally. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, we got to focus on. And it's always, an, you know, an ever-going process. Like, we're constantly working on our show. We're constantly trying to figure out what can we do better, what can be, you know, improved on, um, you know. And, you know, I know personally for me, it's like, like we were just talking about with um, the stage presence and how we act on stage, you know, with me and Kevin both being in, um, you know, percussion, it's weird trying to figure out, okay, you know, what's, our, you know, my style. I'm a tall and lanky dude, you know, um, I can't do some things that look good, you know, I'm figuring that out. Like when we watch videos of ourselves. Yeah, we used to film, we would film every show, yeah. just, you know, to learn and see what we were doing right and doing wrong. And like there'll be times where you know I'm on stage and like oh man you know I you know this, I feel like this you know will look really cool you know I saw this in the music video I think this looks great I, wa I watch it back later and I look like 
I look like I'm a drunk ballerina. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, exactly. It's just, oh no, oh no. And like, we'll, you know, we'll listen to it back. And sometimes, you know, like, well, not, not recently as much, but like, you know, maybe like a year, year and a half ago, half a year ago, you oh. know, we'll listen to ourselves and I'll be like, was I drunk? Yeah. <laughs> what was happening? You know, like. It was always like. The biggest, the, the, one of the main parts was there. I don't know what song it was, but every time I struggled to do something vocally there, and every time during the set, you, all of them would just look at me and go, no. Yeah. <laughs> you almost got it that time. No. <laughs> so it, it's like, you know, even now playing, you know, live, it's like, you know, there should be things that, you know, I'm thinking about, like, you know, still reading the crowd, you know, we're still trying to learn how to, you know, do that more effectively than we are now um and definitely it's like you know i'm constantly thinking about you know do i look like a drunk ballerina am i sounding good right now do i need to change you know am you know and, and then there's all sort of things like am i you know because i do a lot of lower parts so softer parts so it's like are, am i coming out loud enough out there do i need to get closer to the mic you know it's hard for me to hear back, you know, back a little ways, but, you know, they can only turn me up so far before it starts feeding back, you know, mm. so it's like, there, there's a lot going on, and I think there's only been one time where I forgot our, our lyrics, and I just stuck there, I'm like, Tim, help me, <laughs> Tim, help me, <laughs> I think there's only been one time, you know, years ago, yeah, yeah, fortunately, but it's like, you know, and it, it's like some stuff, you know, we got to kind of put on, like, robot mode, like, it's got to be second nature, um, mm. that, you know, we're still improving on. Um, but I mean, it's just so much stuff is happening and it, it's just like an ever growing process. I'm learning, you know, all right, we gotta get this right. You know, we gotta get this better. And you know, um, it's going to be hard because one thing as a musician, we're never satisfied with anything. And it's just a musician thing. You're, you're, yeah, we're, we're never going to be satisfied with what we do. So we always strive to be better, mm -hmm. you know, um, at least, you know, that's what's going on in my head while I'm playing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I think the drunk ballerina comment was interesting because although that doesn't work for Jake, that's literally like Tim's signature move. <laughs> it kind of is. I'm hundred percent serious. I'm like, it's perfect. But no, I think it's I think it's been interesting though. It's like how like this hearing fans. what's going through Jake's head, you know, but then like what's going through my head. I mean, we've been playing together for years now, and it's like seeing like both Jake and Kevin just kind of like the transformation into them, like, you know, how much they've improved as vocalists and as charismatic frontmen, that's been amazing to me. Like just seeing that, because you know, I'm behind the kit. And for me, it's a little bit different. I'm hooked up to a click track, and I, I got to be the backbone. Like, me, like, you know, I'm a freaking math major machine. I don't know. I'm just like, I can't mess up. There is no room for error. If I mess up, then the entire set is destroyed. And so what's going through my head is I just lock into the groove. I just feel it. And when I get on stage, I, it's like completely, it's like a switch goes off in my head. Like, I'm pretty calm, relaxed, and... One of my old roommates was a soccer player, and he'd talk about before games. It's just all about getting in the zone, all positive, no negative. If you mess up, you don't even, you're not even really, like, you're aware you messed up, but you just keep going, you know? And that's how I am. I get into the zone, and so I get on stage, I play, I do my thing, I usually go kind of nuts, and then the second we're done playing, I just, I'm kind of calmed down and relaxed, and, like, it's just, it's like a different person. And I remember, like, little snapshots but i pretty much forget everything of the performance i don't remember anything so it's kind of like i don't know i just think that's really for me it's just crazy how you can transform into something completely different when you perform it was really funny 
I am gonna say the one time, like when your when your uh, bass pedal came unhooked, and it was right at the end of a break. Oh, and yeah. the song was supposed to kick back in, and he's just like, fuck. And then the song and the song snaps back in, and it it worked perfectly. It was it was dramatic effect. I did that on purpose. So great. That was like. That was one of our, like, smallest shows, and I'm so happy it happened there, but, like, that's one of the most memorable things from a show ever. And, see, I tightened down that bass drum pedal a lot. It was super tight. It's my first time using this pedal. I tightened it down a ton. But now I know you tighten it down a ton, but then you just keep tightening it uh, until it cracks the bass drum hoop. That's when you know it's tight enough. (laughs) So it does not fall off. Yeah. um, I guess, for me, it's always making sure... Because, you know, with lead guitar, you got all the pedals going on and whatnot. So I'm like, I'm always making sure everything's set up the way it's supposed to be. The tap tempo is on time. That I'm on time with him. And then, um, yeah, like, for me, I have it's more like technical problems are the only thing that I worry about. <laughs> everything else, I'm like, oh, you know, if I spin this way, as long as I don't hit Kevin in the head, we're cool, but, you know, oh, my strap lock came off. That's 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 unfortunate. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't spin this way anymore. But uh, that, that's kind of stuff that goes through my head is just making sure that, you know, even if we mess up, no one knows because, you know, we're entertainers and you're supposed to be putting on a show. So I just go as, be as ridiculous as possible. You know what Prince says about make, making a mistake? Do it again so it makes it look like it was planned. There you go. <laughs> Always sing flat. That's why I'm just <laughs> Always <laughs> sing flat. I, mean, I tell Thank you, I'm you. dropping drumsticks left and right. I'm just throwing them in the air. I'm just giving them to the crowd. Just <laughs> Break every string. I broke a freaking uh, floor time today when I was playing drums for the basketball game, so just break my heads every game, you know, so every I'm just going to be like, all right, guys, I broke all my strings purposely tonight. We're not going to be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> going home. Uh, and then uh, what's going through my mind, it's, I sort of, sassy hair if flips. it's a <laughs> sassy hair flips, and <laughs> that's it, sassy hair flips. No, uh, but. The many ways he can flip his hair. There are so many other, ways. Other directions. I whip my hair back and forth. Yeah, I have math major Brennan over here give me formulas for flipping my hair so I get it just right. E <laughs> equals MC hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's still science. <laughs> That's the name of the album. For the, for, what was that? Um, hair flip uncombed? Yeah. <laughs> hair flip uncombed. That's the name of the album. Dude. Yeah, uh, I if it's a song I write or a song Jake writes, I pull a lot of like personal meaning to it, and so honestly, like when we're playing a show, I kind of just like get lost in the music for lack of a better term. Like I, I'm a really like awkward guy in person, so like I I still have to like sometimes snap back to reality and oh, always start. Yeah, yeah, no way, right? And, uh, so, like, I still have to, like, when we get towards the end of the song, I have to, like, oh, shit, I gotta talk to the crowd in, like, uh, 30 seconds. What the hell am I supposed to say? And so, like, I, no, but most of the time, I'm just kind of lost in the music. I kind of just let the music move me and just go with it. Throughout these, all the years that you've already been doing shows, you know, what's sort of, like, the feedback that you get from 
people that have heard you guys? Uh, before or just now? Just That's now. Where we're at. Just, yeah. you know, after shows, whenever, you know. <laughs> what sort of feedback do you get from people that have, you know, seen you perform, heard your music? Cool. Yeah, we, just, we, have, yeah. um, we have this percussion piece in our set, and that's, like, that's the one thing that people mainly remark on is because, uh, you know, we end our the single that we're playing with, or we're playing with, I don't know if this makes sense, but like, <laughs> that we have out right now. At the end of that song, it goes into this, like, percussion uh, piece that we wrote. You know, being that they were in percussion in high school, they they pretty much wrote it, and uh, and all three of us get get drums, and you know we do the long like uh, we do stall with guitar until everything's set up, but like people mainly dig that, and then uh, we have a a closing our closing song gets people really involved too. So what we do with that closing song, we bring out um, either a bass drum or a floor tom, kind of depends on what we're doing that night, and we just, uh, we've just been giving it to people in the audience, and so yeah, just somebody gets to grab a stick, and they get to kind of be a part and share the experience with us, and it's cool, like for Kevin's birthday, or Kevin's mom's birthday, yeah, he was able to play, or her mom was able to play, for my mom's birthday, she was able to, you know, play, and what we, what we do, we literally, we don't do it on the stage, we take it out into the crowd, you know, so it's like people get to be a part of it. And um, that's we hear a lot of feedback on that, you know, um, just the interactivity. I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, you know, like the drum thing, like they, they've never seen anything like that. And um, it's just crazy seeing how many people see us one time at this show or that show. And it's, we started getting into the scene about May. And next thing you know, we get people who they literally come to every single show no and it's just it it's just been building and building and culminating and now it's like we're headlining the Crowfoot Ballroom and we only have one song released at the current moment in time and it's like crazy that that was able to just build itself and I think really the root of that was just um, people were super receptive to the live show yeah. and they just kept telling their friends and they just came out to every single show and um, yeah we just we do everything we can to make it an experience and you know we just make sure that no two sets are the same. I mean, it's you're gonna feel something different. Yeah. You know, no matter what stage it's at, whether it's a, you know, your small dive bar like we used to play back in the day, or the Crowfoot Ballroom. So. Yeah, and we focus critically on the live show. Like that was, what well, we would practice almost up to four hours if we had to, like to make sure that it was an experience. You know. To me, I was for a while there when I had my, my schedule allowed. I would be running through the set um, like five days a week, mm -hmm. like a job. <clears throat> um, can I, you know, talk about, you know, you know, the present day, like you, you know, working on a lot of songs to, you know, eventually you know, release an album, you know, kind of talk about what you guys are doing right now. Um, so what we're doing right now, we've been real busy. We're doing this uh, this interview right now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. But uh, no, actually, we're, we're preparing. In the chair. We're preparing. I mean, the chair. We're all in the living room here. Yeah, like you mentioned, the album. Um, it's something I pitched the idea to the guys um, about over a year ago, and it's been um, just a matter of saving up for the album, tracking it, um, getting the music videos done, and um, we're gonna be dropping next week. We're dropping our first single. And then, uh, you know, we're not sure exactly when, but we're working out the details on that. We're going to be doing Are You Going to Be My Girl by Jet. Um, we did a little cover of that. We re-envisioned it. That'll be out. We, we uh, recorded um, that at Metro 37. Yep. And so 
That'll be out before the uh, February 13th show. I think that people are going to really enjoy seeing that one. That we debuted it live. That one's going to be out with the video as well. Yeah, and so we debuted that one live, and we got great reception on that, so we're really excited to see what people think when they hear the actual studio version. And then, um, yeah, everything's been album prep. Um, yeah. We're putting, you know, I mean, we, we could have done another, like, we could have did an EP, but we just wanted to do something big, you know, because it's like, I, I feel like an EP would not be able to encompass what we have in store. You would not be able to hear all the sides of us that we feel need to be represented. Mm -hmm. And I think when we release this music, I mean, I think... You're going to get people who love it, or you're going to get people where it doesn't speak to them, and that's fine, but I think it's just, it's one of those things where it's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some people who like it, but I think for the most part, like, if it speaks to you, it's going to speak to you a lot, and you're going to feel connected to it. It's, um, we talk about a lot of topics, and it's, just, I think it's just something real and authentic, and something that people are going to connect to, and yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm really excited. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's where it all goes to, and. You know, we're just kind of working out the road ahead right now, but I think a lot of big things are coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Our, our next big thing that we're saving for, because, you know, it took us a little while to save just for recording, but the next thing, you know, is touring vehicle, you know, and getting ready to hit the road after the album drops. <clears throat> Definitely. I, the reception that you guys had thus far, you're talking about um, with, you know, kind of due to your live shows, how does that sort of, you know, motivate you guys as a band? You know, what sort of energy does that bring to each and each one of you guys when, you know, thinking about what to do next? So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're always, you know, not criticizing, um, striving for improvement. Um, you know, we're always looking to see what we excel at, what we don't excel at, what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so we're always, always, always making improvements. Um, and, you know, sometimes we'll come up with this brand new idea. I mean, we've had ideas. We had some crazy ideas um, that just never happened. For a good reason. Um, you know, just because we would try them and they just would not work at all. Um and it's like we always strive to be different, you know. We don't want to do what you know some bands already doing or some band did five years ago, ten years ago. Um, we want to be innovative and invent our own stuff, which is hard. I mean, it's like there's no chord that hasn't been played. There's you know, yeah, you know, it, it, it's hard to do it in your own way, but that's what we strive to do, you know. Um, because if you're already doing what somebody already did, you're already outdated. You know, um, we're not going to get to where we want to be if we're following the footsteps of somebody else. Um, you know, obviously we take, you know, influences from people, but we always try to create our own um, work, our own sound, our own feel. Um, and um, when we can, we try to do it differently. We always try to um, invent new ways to do something. Um, you know, while, you know, um, our drunk feature is... You know, we're very happy with it. You know, we're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. We're always trying to figure out, okay, how are we gonna make it better? Are you know, um, we recently just did a new one. You know, um, we started off with we did one for like almost nine months. We didn't during our downtime, so like I don't know, a few shows we did it. You know, quite a few shows, and we just recently changed it. Um, and even now, it's like. Okay, how do we make it better? You know, what are we gonna do differently? Um, Already, are, are are we gonna write? You know, a completely new one. You know, what are we gonna do? We're still trying to you know, improve on it. You know, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> right now we have them throwing a tambourine across the stage um, to one another to catch it, so, so they can switch out what they're doing. You know, it's like we're always, you know, so, you know, I, I guess it's basically, you know, we're just trying to constantly improve, you know, constantly invent new ways to do things, um, constantly trying to make ourselves, you know, one step further of where we need to be. Um, Anything you guys? And then, yeah, just like what you're saying is, I mean, you're just trying to make it the best experience possible for the fans. Like, that's what it's all about. Mm, right. For me, like, you know, what I think of the fan reception and stuff, it's crazy. Like, we have one song out right now, and still, I'm able to look out into the crowds and see friendly faces and see people singing along to songs that aren't even released yet. And that is mind-blowing to me that people are that invested into it. And I just, I don't know, for me, I appreciate it so much, the fact that, you know, here are some people who are coming out, they're dedicating their Friday night, their Saturday night. They could be anywhere in the world, and they, they value us and our music enough that that's where they choose to spend their time. And, you know, I, I, there's no words I could ever use to express how much that support means to me, because it's, it's impossible if it wasn't for these people that are supporting us. Okay. You know? And yeah, it's, I mean, that's how I feel about the fans, and it's, yeah, it's awesome that we're able to do what we love doing, something that we created that we're passionate about, and people share that passion, and we're not trying to dilute what we're doing to pander to anybody. Yeah. We're just doing what we want to do, and people like to enjoy that, you know, so. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and for me, like, the way I feel after every single show, and as, as I, you know, you go out, you thank as many people as you can for coming to the show, because like he said, Friday, Saturday night, you know, you they could do what you were doing last night instead of coming to see a show, you know? You Just know, go to some, some bar and get drunk. <laughs> sure. And do karaoke. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, I mean, there's, let's put it like this. There's bars at our shows. Just yep. saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, so, you know, you go, you thank everyone, ev like everyone that you invited, everyone they invited, and you uh, you just have genuine conversation with all those people. You get to know them. That's that's one of the main things that I focus on doing after after every show because while while they're investing their time in us, well, it's only fair to invest like our time in them as well. And I also, it's like, you want to make sure that they enjoyed the show. So I asked people like what they liked about it or like, you know, what, what they'd like to see us do next. Cause I always, you know, the show is about fans. So that's, that's what I always do after every show. Yeah. I always love bands that like, that have that sort of connection with their audience, you know, exactly. Kick it after the, you know, show. I, I, I just always something that just, it, it makes the whole experience much more better. And like, I'm the type of person where, <clears throat> like, you can always say, you know, let the music speak for itself, you know. And there's some people, you know, some artists that choose to do that, you know. But a lot of times, a lot of my favorite artists are ones that the whole experience, the way they handle themselves, the way they present themselves, exactly. the way they treat their fans, that's you know, all goes into one thing, and that's how a lot of my favorite bands are, is because I've, I have things outside the music that are special to me about them. Mm -hmm. that's, that's literally the kind of, like, I spend, I would say literally every single day, 
you know, I'm messaging at least a few fans and just talking to them. And I mean, it, it feels weird calling them fans because I mean, it they're feels friends. like they're my friends. They're and it's like, yeah. we've been delivering these tickets to the Crowfoot show. And it's nice. It's like, oh man, like, you know, I, I usually wouldn't have like hung out with you normally. But I mean, here, I mean, you're buying a ticket, like, and then we just get to hang out for a couple hours, get to know them more. And it's just yeah. a fun process. And it's, it's awesome getting to know fans because, you know, Sometimes that ends up being your next favorite band. You go and see live is like because this guy came and saw you, and then you talk to him. You learn about who he is, and you learn about his band. You go to see his band. You could discover your next favorite band, yeah. or his next band. His band could be your next favorite band. And I just think it's a really cool and like interpersonal connection. But all right, yeah, my turn. Yeah, no, so, my turn again. All right, Tim. <laughs> no, but for me, like a big part of it is meeting people like our songs are very personal so i feel like people are connected to them in that way so i'd like to actually like learn about the people that um, i'm like singing to and playing for people that are coming out to see us like i want to know their names who they are because they're not just a, a face out there like they're an actual person and so are we like yeah we are a band or whatever but at the end of the day we're just people and like i'm out here to meet other people and to learn about everyone. Like after our last song, every show we play, I just like run right into the crowd and like start talking to people while they clean my shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And you know, we have it set up that way on purpose. And I mean, this is why the name Stories Untold works so well with us. You know, because that's what we want to do is learn about people, learn, learn, and not to be cliche, but their story, who they are. You it's know? kind of like always this thing where, like, once you create something, you almost want to know, like, the people who kind of are digesting what you've created. Exactly. Who are these people, you know? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why, what type of people like the stuff that I'm doing, you exactly. know? Exactly. Because, you know, I'm doing all this thing, it's very personal. And, and it comes from something deeper than me, but why does this person relate to something that's personal to me? Definitely. It's always amazing when like people interpret messages and songs way different than yeah. you know you would have. And like even Jake, like he writes these songs and he tells me like what they're about, but it's like you know like I've gone through some stuff in life, and next thing you know. I'm connecting with this song and I know what it's about, but that's not what it's about to me. It's you, you create your own meaning with it. Yeah. Screw your meaning, Jake. It's, yeah. what, it's what Brennan <laughs> it's wrong. wants now. But I mean, it's just, it's for each individual. <laughs> well, so it's laying cool. down for you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's cool seeing like, you know, like what people feel like, what, I mean, like how they feel about our music. I and mean, it's cool that it makes them feel anything at all. So have you guys had any like, like just weird experiences with people at your shows? Uh, Anything just weird happen? Uh, crazy? Not since. No. Oh, okay. I know there was this one. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna tell this one. Um, oh, back in the back in the olden days, we were playing. We were opening for uh, the guitarist of Shinedown. I knew it. That's what I was gonna say too. Yep. And uh, this, um, we were just kind of like just selling some CDs, you know, like some bootlegs, you know, a couple bucks each. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're selling one. I went up to this, this middle-aged woman and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy a CD? And, um, you sound so nice. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, miss, it would mean a lot to me. It would help me feed my family. 
and she was like, she was like, she was she was a very supportive woman, and um, she was a little little tipsy and a little fl- on the flirtatious side as well. Um, yeah, and so. She was um she was trying to take me to this fine establishment known as the bathroom and I was like <laughs> You were was, you were eighteen at the time? I think I was eighteen, yeah. I was yeah. like I was like, man, Legal, as man. much as as much as I would love to consent to your offer, um, you know. <laughs> what was her offer? I don't know, she's just kinda she's just dragging me away. I'm like I'm oh. like, guys, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I was, oh. It was a fun one. I'm trying to think of any. I feel like there's probably there's had to have been some crazy stuff, but I can't remember anything. I forgot about that. I must yeah. have repressed that one. Blocked it out. No, I'm the one who should have blocked it out. Yeah. Then... Um, I mean, there's been stuff at like other people's shows, but for our shows, I don't think there's really been. Ours yeah. are just like a friendly, positive experience. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. We sing Kumbaya and yeah, like, <laughs> just some heartwarming, yeah. just. Hey, let's all drink Friendly. tea and be sad. That's like yeah. drink tea and be sad. That's my life. <laughs> One thing that we do is um, we've been doing lately for the last few shows since it's like our brand is kind of like stories untold, and so it's kind of like tell your story, write right, your right, story, right, right. you know, do what you want, and so um, the hashtag tell your story. Project. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically the tell your story project, and uh, what we do is um, at our merch booth you can write down just anything that you want. Lots of times it's funny stuff. Lots of times it's jokes. You know. Um, other times people have divulged like very serious things about their life. I mean, it's whatever you want to express. You know, it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be funny. It can be whatever. And um, yeah, it's just it's cool. So that's just another way that we've been interacting with our fans. You know, they draw pictures, and it's just cool to have people come up to the merch booth and just kind of write and tell us something about their life. Sometimes when you write things down, you can share things in a different way than in person. You can share things that you don't feel comfortable sharing. You know, just over talking. So yeah, because it's completely you know. Uh, anonymous. It's uh, yeah, we've been saving those. We actually like uploaded some of those pictures to our Facebook, and uh, yeah, it's just cool. One person wrote the entire opening script to Avatar. That's yeah, yeah, Ava- <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. They wrote the entire script. Yeah. <laughs> Everything changed with the Fire Nation attack, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that was great. Uh, what do you guys kind of you know envision you know the future to hold in the next couple of years for you guys? <laughs> we'll, we'll have toured across the U.S. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know how egotistical this is going to sound, though. I know. <laughs> it's, we've uh, toured the you know, whole U.S. We've, uh, we, you know, opened for the, the new leg of the Motley Crue uh, farewell tour. A billion, a billion <laughs> likes on Facebook. A billion yeah. likes on Facebook. Uh, a billion. That means 5.66 million people have liked our page. <laughs> 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 that means we're toured with Taylor Swift. I'll have, Except uh, we were going to. I'll have uh, celebrity uh, girlfriends. There you go. Might have some facial hair. I'll be uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. She's mine. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole point of this band is... Was, was, was Hillary the one uh, trying to take you guys I know to the bathroom? <laughs> you have to hear this. I know where he's going. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Just, we're past it. We're past like, that. Oh. Okay, so Jake. Right, Jake no, the, the whole, point of the, whole point of this band is so I can actually get Emma Roberts' phone number and social notice me. But it hasn't happened yet, so we're still working on getting there. Yeah. So until, basically, until, uh, like with the beard. 
but you I know, know I got to work on that. Yeah. So basically, until we tour to California, basically, then we're good. Maybe I don't know. I got to compete with other Peters or how do you say his name? I don't care about him. Peters. Peters. Um, but no. Um, more seriously, I guess. Um, I thought you were going for a knuckle touch there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just did a full circle fist bump. Uh, we, we just connected on like a no beard wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> the beard and the no beard are one. I gave you my power. Oh, yes. It's coming well. soon. I, can, I feel it. I can, it's growing <laughs> in right now. Are, are we sure we're not all just high? <laughs> I can hear my hair growing. <laughs> I can feel it coming through my face. Um, so the band in two years. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we'll all have beards by then. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, we're definitely hoping to... Um, Leave Michigan for sure. We're definitely hoping that we're, you know, going to be much bigger than we are now. We've got so much stuff planned, um, you know, um, and we're really, like, we're working our asses off right now. Mm-hmm. And once we get everything rolling, it's, we're going to be working, working ten times harder than we are now because this is what we want to do. This is what we want to um, make sustainable. This is where we want to take things in life in. Um it's like, you know, your own boss. You know, you got to have, you know, your own drive. You got to be able to push forward and be able to get people invested, you know, be able to play out at places you never played before, um, you know. And we're just hoping to be way bigger than we are now. Um, we're hoping to take this thing as far as we possibly can. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's like, um, I guess, you know, like, I'm a college kid. I'm graduating this year. Um, you know, like, I was, I'm in math education right now. But uh, up until March of last year, you know, I was going to go to, I wanted to get into UC Berkeley. I was on track to go to UC Berkeley for math. That was my goal. And I chose instead. I'm like, I am choosing the band. You know, it's not, we're not going to happen to make it. It's like, we want to, we want to build this. I mean, um, and it's, it's, again, it's not about being big. I think that's just, um, if we do it right, we make the right decisions and, we just make the right calls and we just keep the grind, keep the hustle and just do everything we can to make the most quality music and we just lay it down. Just lay it down. I think that that'll just kind of d- just get us to where we want to go. And it's, yeah, we've been working hard and we have a ton of people supporting us. And, you know, it's, I just think, the, you know, we just try to give back and support everybody else that supports us as well. It's like, you know, it's mutual. And I think we'll just, I think we have the opportunity to do some huge things. I mean, we've already played with um, Let Live, and, like, I have that band tattooed on my arm. Like, knock that off the bucket list. I mean, we've already done some amazing things with our career, so I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, uh, one of my end games for this, and it may not end game, but, like, one of those goals definitely is to eventually play with Taking Back Sunday. Like, that's a life dream for me. And I know for him, it's for many likes. Whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll reach that goal. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Anything else in two years that we're going to accomplish? Have another album out. Have eight albums out. Eight? Yeah. 
Whoa. <laughs> they, are they all drum tracks? <laughs> yeah. No, they're, um, we're going to do is we're going to do like a, a folk core album. It's going to be a death metal. Folk core. Folk core. Yeah. Farm core. Farm core. Farm core. We're going to do um, Hands Like Cows. We're going to do man. dubstep folk. <laughs> we got a whole list of those. It's yeah. Baylor Swift. Baylor Swift. That was one of the greatest. That was one of the best. Uh, <laughs> cow no Captain Cow. Cow no Captain Cow. <laughs> Let's just not do this. Let's just do <laughs> it. Next Let's question. Out. Let's just move on. Band of Horses already works though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kind of, you know, wrap up this interview. Um, are you sure? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay, you guys just got any, like, final thoughts, you know, to, that you want to just get off your chest? You got the plug. Oh, yeah. The plug. So the, the plug. final thoughts is like us on all of our social... No, I was kidding. Oh, yeah, plug, um, yeah, plug, your, uh, plug your shit So yeah, on, on your socials and your on the web and whatever. Yeah, so we got um, the accident band for our Instagram. No, no. <laughs> that is wrong. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! I've made a big it's mistake. Oh God! <laughs> Don't believe him. Cut that out of the interview, please, God. That did not just happen. Anyway, somebody else plug socials. I'm done. All right, Dylan, come here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a knife he's gonna stab me for those words i just spoke all right so for our facebook and instagram they're both stories untold band twitter stories untold michigan am i am i yeah stories untold am i okay am I? and then um, we're gonna be on spotify and itunes with the release soon of, enough with the release of that music video and single things change yep we'll be on youtube for the music video our uh, website's storiesuntoldband.com. Yeah. Dylan's just stroking the knife right now. All right. Any other ones? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> He's just going to kill us in general, or me in particular. <laughs> It'll be yeah. an accident. And then, uh, Wait, I, I don't I don't get what, what that was about. That was their old band name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go to the accident band, it'll If you go to that page, you. We, do, we did own all of the... I, Turned the accident band into just a redirect for the new one, but, but don't go there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, things change is going to be released. That's next Friday. Yeah. The nope. 19th? No, 22nd. 22nd, yeah. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your birthday's on the 22nd? Yeah. Mine's on the 23rd. Mine's oh, next Saturday. Yeah. You guys need to get drunk together. <laughs> I'm doing it up next Saturday. <laughs> All I know. Yep. Yeah, so the the release of things change is uh, February 22nd with the music video. Then we'll be releasing the January. January. Good try. January. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. And then we're releasing. <laughs> Are you gonna be my girl cover? And then uh. Minus two. Um, Minus two. Oh, okay. Trying to get, like, Those right. twenty-one pilots. <laughs> All right, and then <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just want to just name other bands while we're at. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Brody Lake. I like how he talked into it too. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we got our show February thirteenth at the Crowfoot. Oh, yeah, I guess closing thoughts for me. 
like genuinely. Um, that February 13th show, I'm really excited for that. And beyond that, I'm just very, very excited for the future. And um, I just can't wait to see where this goes. I mean, I never thought it'd be possible to do this my yeah. entire life. It's been a dream forever to be like, you know, in a band doing that. And now I'm like, wow, yeah. that's happening. And then, um, so yeah, we're releasing all that. And then our album name is uh, Can't Go Home. <laughs> Just gonna, just gonna go ahead and throw that in there real quick. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Can we talk about Tim's socks? Which ones? The ones you're wearing. Oh, what? <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? Because I mean, I have a whole drawer full. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking right at your feet. I'm like, can we talk about Tim's socks? I thought I was wearing the ducky one. <laughs> Wait, what are Which these ones? I don't know. What are they? Put your foot up. They're blue. Put your foot up. They're not blue. Put your foot up. Tim, oh, you're colorblind. that's right. Tim is uh, officially colorblind. They're like an aqua. I'm also a painter. He's oh. a colorblind. That's not a joke. <laughs> See? Yeah, it's like, so yeah, we're like painting hand. tomorrow. Oh, you saw my hands? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Secret's out. <laughs> All right. Lay it out. That's going to be a thing for now. I hope you know that. That's why I laid it down like that. Laid it down. And then, uh, what size are you? Shirt. Large. Okay. Large and in charge. Right. Get you a large shirt right now. Got it. To you heard it here my, first. Yeah. To match my, my, yeah, my show bracelet. Show them the designs first, because I can't really like any more. Yeah, Pull up the designs. Tim. Show them Kelly the shirts. Tim. You heard it here first. You guys, you guys are still recording. <laughs> this, is the this is live. This is live. <laughs> he gets the whole thing. Very near recording. I'm gonna take it with me. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, you know, thanks for you know, you know, you guys are a nice, wholesome, young band. You know, so interesting. Definitely interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you know, thanks for you know chatting with me. Well, oh, thanks for having thank us, you. man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that was my interview with Stories Untold. You know, such a great group of fellas. You know, definitely support those cats. You know, they got an album coming out this uh, this spring. So be on the lookout for that. If you'd like to uh, support the Fresh is the Word podcast, you can go to our website, which is freshisthepodcast.com. And there's a link at the top that says support the podcast. And on that page, there is a PayPal link that you can donate to. Or there is an Amazon link on there that you can use anytime that you want to purchase anything on Amazon. Use that link, and after you make your purchases, Amazon will shoot some commission back to me. I'll just go to help the show. Also, I definitely appreciate all the listens, and if you definitely want to share the links to the website, preciousthepodcast.com, or any of the links on SoundCloud, that's definitely appreciated and will definitely help support the podcast. You can also reach Fresh is the Word on the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Fresh is the Word 1. That's Fresh is the Word number 1. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash crushes the podcast and give us a like on that page. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so go ahead and search Freshes the Word on there. Go ahead and subscribe to us. And it also would be very helpful if you go onto iTunes and give us a five-star rating and throw some comments on there. Thanks for listening. See you soon.
fresh, 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 fresh,